You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Hey everyone, it is the 200th episode of the Geek's Watch! <laughs> we made it! We made it to the 200th episode. Uh, I'm glad... Who would have thought? I know. Not, Not me. me. Not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, I, I hope you stuck around for re-listening to the first episode and 100th episode of the Geeks Watch, just to hear how far it is John and I have come. <laughs> yeah. We got friends. Look at that. Yeah. We did. We grew the watch. Yes. <laughs> any any thoughts on, on those episodes, John? What's that? Any thoughts on those episodes? I'm uh, very embarrassed. Uh, I hate the sound of my no. voice in general. Oh. But just back then, I'm like, geez, like, get a caffeine enema or something. Like, just so, like, low energy. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, I, listening to it, I was like, man, like, like, you guys really, like, brought the, like, you brought research into it for everything you guys are talking about. I tried back then. John, John definitely brought it with the lineage when we were doing geeks like actual Game of Thrones stuff. Like he, he came in there with all the the backstory that's not shown in the show. So, Dude, I, w- I was reading the books. I was looking at the blogs. I was watching fan theories. I mean, I was all up in there. <laughs> so, but what about for the one hundredth episode, Stephen? Were you were you already part of the show at that point, or were you just joining in for the first time? I, ju- I just guessed it. Um, I think that was my first time being on the show, actually. But it was weird, though, because it was still talked about like I was there regularly. <laughs> so I must have been on other comic book stuff Probably. a couple times before that. More than likely, yeah. yeah. So. It was so weird. I, I love listening to that first episode, though. <laughs> so much. With the- I listened to that whole damn episode. <laughs> I bet it was long, too, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting to hear how much how much of, how much of the news stuff came to pass and how much of it didn't. It was pretty cool. If anyone hasn't gone back and listened to that one, it's a nice little time capsule. <laughs> um, and the the excitement that I had for Game of Thrones back then, not knowing where it would eventually end up, it's just kind of heartbreaking looking back at that part. <laughs> I mean, I was I was reading someone's tweet today where they were talking about how a show that was such a staple of pop culture in it in out as it was on and people were always talking about like a year later is just no one talks about it anymore. And I'm like, well, but imagine seeing the numbers. It's not even a show that anyone rewatches now. Yeah, but 
Like it, people go and rewatch so many other shows, it, it, like anything. If people even do like like monthly rewatches of the entire like Lord of the Rings franchise and stuff. Nobody goes back and watches Game of Thrones. There's a certain lack of lightness <laughs> to Game of Thrones yeah. that I feel like makes it the the intended shock value is great for the first watch, but there's so much shock that it makes it too hard to rewatch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I don't need to watch the Red Wedding ever again. <laughs> like ever again. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's what you should do is you should just go back and rewatch all the ninth episodes of all the seasons because that's the, the episode where something big always happens. <laughs> is it really the rule of thumb for the show? Yeah, the first season, the ninth episode was the one know. where Sean Bean loses his head. The ninth episode in the second season is... Uh, which one was it? Oh, that was the battle at the oh. the gate, the Black Gate. And then the third oh. season, episode nine, was the Red Wedding. And I, after that, I couldn't tell you anymore. But it it was always like the ninth episode. I, I, I just want to point out the, the way that you chose to talk about Ned getting killed. <laughs> you said it like he was in a tizzy. You like like he threw a fit about something. <laughs> you said he lost his head. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. <laughs> it's true. It's correct. But he yeah, was, was not actively losing it. He, it was passively occurring to him. Sure. But he lost I his mean, head. <laughs> he lost his head. So I, I have a question about this one. If you get your head cut off, right? Does, do you do you lose your head? Like, is it that you your head got cut off or does your body get cut off at that point? I mean, do you lose your head like, or do you lose your body? Is that what you're trying to say? I would say your body yeah. gets cut off because you are your head. I mean, That's what I'm saying. You are your brain. I, so yeah, your body gets cut off. Sure, you lose I, your I body. percentage. I think whatever the larger <laughs> mass is, is you at that point. So yeah. you, you do lose your head if that's all that's lopped off. I mean, if you get, your brain. If you get <laughs> your head chopped off like above the ears, is it still a beheading or is it just like a doming? <laughs> No, no, it's, it's someone like someone like took they, they took your cap. Yep, they just took the cap. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely you, ha- you definitely have to lose your head because the phrase is off with their head. True, not off with their body. There you go. I mean, I feel I like was, you I get like, this is like a glass. This is a glass half full, glass half empty situation. In either case, you're dead. The soul, like. Yeah, it's. I think you're 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 venturing on a religious doctrine then at at some point in this conversation. I'm asking the hard. I'm asking the hard questions, guys. I mean, this is what this is how you get Shut to episode two hundred, people. Get to episode two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so then, for the two newest members, Jess and uh, Elizabeth, what do you think of being on for the two hundredth episode? How do you feel about the show at this point? Still feel like I haven't earned my chops yet. I mean, yeah, probably same. <laughs> I mean, you both have been through a lot of shows on the show so far. I don't see how you guys have like your own separate shows. That's true. This is also true. I don't even like. I don't even know how I went from like watching Game of Thrones with you guys one night and you like needing to fill in a chair, and I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? I can talk. To like <laughs> now doing like this weekly and then two others weekly and like 
even thinking of more ideas and stuff to do. I don't know how I got here, but I'm so glad I am here and I'm so happy with podcasting and being with this group and that's being super thankful and a little sappy right now. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm really, I'm really happy. I have you guys in my life and that I I do podcasting in my life too. I think I'd be a significantly different person if it wasn't for this. So I mean, it, it, yeah. we, you started podcasting and then all of a sudden there was a pandemic. So it makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, and that, yeah, that's really what it is. It's I, like, I don't I, think I, I would have like gotten through this as well as I did if it wasn't for this. So. <laughs> I, I don't think I like the causal implications <laughs> in your voice. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 do, I was thinking about this one because we basically, in the time that we were gone, they announced the vaccine and now we're back. <laughs> this is true. Oh, there, there's definitely no. an issue here. I have you. I have you one better. I think there's definitely some kind of a Geeks Watch curse because oh, like no. four of the shows that we've watched this year are like canceled or not getting renewed. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure for most of those shows that are getting canceled, I was like, I'm not watching the second season <laughs> of the show. So it better get. Canceled. We're done. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm, I can think of Vagrant Queen and 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 uh, Utopia, but what's the other two? Watchmen's not getting yeah. renewed. Well, Outsiders. that's true. They decided that's it. Anyway. See, but Watchmen. The Outsiders, one of them. Oh, that's right. The Outsiders. Outsiders, Utopia, and Vagrant Queen. Yeah, American Utopia is not getting... Listen, we we got our eyes on you, Cursed. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. We've been using Curse Spot. All right. Well, we, for our 200th episode, are talking about The Mandalorian. We are... Three episodes behind since we took a break. We have chapter yeah. eleven, chapter twelve, and chapter thirteen. The heiress, not a, the siege, not a confusing naming convention for a Jedi. second season at all. I know, right? Like, <laughs> if you really wanted it to just continue the chapter numbers, you should have just said that. It should just be called part two, and then con- go on with the chapter numbers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, How many chapters they'll go up to? I don't know. I mean, as long as people true. keep watching it and we are have, willing to spend money. At the end of this, yeah, until they yeah, run out of characters, this is true. <laughs> until they've <laughs> they've gutted of all characters. of Clone Wars and and Rebels. <laughs> Yep. Oh, no, I think yeah. uh, they, they discovered the expanded universe. We got plenty to dig through now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So. Yeah. Uh yeah. Wait, hold up, Mitch, John. Do you think we're gonna get the Islami? But only Mitch oh, and John. What? Wait, what? I don't know why you asked Mitch. I don't know anything about Star Wars. <laughs> oh no no no! I was I was, I was saying like Mitch. I like I was like saying your name like a pause button. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Mitch, wait. Do you guys know about the Islam? Shut up, bitch. <laughs> I do not. I have no idea what you're talking about. What? So there's these like, there's these like, they're like force blocking like routers for um, like 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 five G force blocking <laughs> things <laughs> that are like ferret lizard thingies. Oh, I'm okay. not sure. Oh, they, they, and they would wait, just they, hold, they would just like carry that. them on them and then force users couldn't use the force around them it's the stupidest concept in the world and everyone's so precious about the extended universe books i mean we're halfway there honestly 
Well, they already have it, something like it in the Clone Wars, because they trapped Darth Maul in the box. <laughs> you couldn't use a force in it, I think. <laughs> it was an iron box. He couldn't penetrate it. I know. So you mean to take out one of the best creature thing? This is why I never read the books as much as I love Star Wars. Because of... <laughs> just hold this little ferret. That's all I'm picturing. That's basically what happens. I just imagine them going around with like weird colored fur neck necklace things, and they're just like back up Jedi. Oh shit! Like a mink coat. Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to ask about that one little tidbit. Let's, let's uh, continue. Uh, so I, I, I would have to say I think the biggest thing I don't know I think the biggest thing since I have not watched Rebels or uh, Clone Wars before um, is that we got the reveal of the child's name. People for now should now call him Grogu. Grogu, <laughs> and Grogu. I do like that. Dave Filoni probably thought like, okay, I need to put a name on this, but like they love baby Yoda. Like, how am I going to say the name? And he's like, I'm going to have everybody's favorite Jedi from the Clone Wars say his name. Like I'm going to have my girl, Ahsoka Tano say his name and people will accept it. <laughs> Cause it's sort of like that, that idea that when the beast transforms into the prince at the end that he's like hideous and the animators are like, well, nobody's going to like how he looks. Cause he fell in love with him as the beast kind of thing. It's like, nobody's going to like baby Yoda's name because they just like baby Yoda. <laughs> I mean, we don't go around like, calling yeah, I, Din Djar, whatever is, however you say his name, people just <laughs> yeah. call him the Mandalorian, right? Din Din Yeah. Something like that. We just call him the Mandalorian. Grogu. 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 But yet, yeah, Bill Burr's character's name is Mayfeld. I'm like, yeah, why? <laughs> it's not very spacey. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I don't want to ever hear the the names Baby Baby Yoda ever again, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to Sweet give up on that pal. real quick. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna still say occasionally Baby Yoda because he still makes the baby noises. So yeah. I'm gonna have a hard time with Grogu. Also, like, <laughs> yeah, Gro- Grogu. I keep like transposing like where the R goes. Thank I'm you. like Grogu. Like I thought there was two R's. <laughs> I guess there's not. Yeah, I, I, I sometimes say Grogu. That's what I keep saying. Grogu. Yeah. So Grogu. because of this very thing, to I'm gonna go back to referring to him as Baby Yoda. Well, why did they keep with the Y names? <laughs> yeah. Like, why not stick with that? You already had Yoda and there, Yaddle. There was that. Yeah. There was an article. Because then you'd have to go with something online. like Yobo. I would have been fine with that. Somebody, somebody actually wrote Yobo? a super clickbaity, clickbaity article where it was like, mm-hmm. "Baby Yoda breaks with naming convention." <laughs> And like in their in like they can't make up their minds for any of those guys. They can't even decide whether they have like three toes or four toes. Yeah. Like what color their blood is. Yeah. I'm and sure besides, mm-hmm. like one other example of a Yoda species is in Knights of the Old Republic and his name is Vandar. I was like, that's with oh, a God. V. That that's different. You know, it's just I don't know. <laughs> it's it's like it's the whole Star Wars thing, which I'm sure we'll touch on. 
Just people just need something to complain about. It's true. Okay, okay. Like, people people got really mad about the way that like that stuff happened, which I understand one hundred percent. Nobody was asking the re- the real hard question. Why did it what? look like a three button mouse? Their chest plate looks like it's got a scroll wheel in the middle. I have no idea what we're talking about. The chest plate for Bo-Katan, for the Mandalorians in episode oh. 11. <laughs> it looks like they have a scroll wheel. That's basically just a stylistic choice because they're basing the designs off the original uh, Boba the Fett armor, series. which had that. Um, I stand by even for that one. <laughs> well, in, in that case, we would need to ask uh, Joe Johnston, the designer of the Boba Fett armor, and be like, yo, what the hell? He's like, shit, man, I don't know. It's 2 a.m. I I was really high. (laughs) Well, I mean, the way that they come up with things, because we'll touch up on this eventually, but like Boba Fett's spaceship, the Slave One, was Mm -hmm. literally designed off of like a street lamp. Yes, with that little scrolly wheel thing. Oh, gotcha. You know what that is? You know what that is? That is actually the center button that releases the plates off of like the chest piece. So like when you need to remove the armor, pound it out, take some of the things out, that's like the little <laughs> Wait, so, button. To what if somebody shoots they're, they're, it like they're, they're, perfect point yeah, blank? They're, they're, it's, it's, <laughs> it's putty patrol rules from Power Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> hit them in the middle of the chair. <laughs> then they all just go pow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the it's the not so great design of like putting a power source right in the middle of your chest plate, Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Like at, le- at least, like pretend like you put it somewhere else. Like put some LEDs on the shoulder one time, and you're like, "Yeah, I moved it." <laughs> okay, so take it away, Star Wars people. Let's talk about the heiress. Let's talk. Let's talk about Bo-Katan. The heiress. So okay, okay, he's gonna make me okay. Fine. Um, so I know Bo-Katan from watching the Clone Wars and the Rebels, but she is basically she's she is the heiress to Mandalore, and so Mandalore had not quite a queen, but kind of like a Padme like queen, um, and she was Duchess Satine, and this was at the time when the war, the Clone Wars, was going on, and Mandalore was trying to remain neutral because Satine was a pacifist. And Bo-Katan was her sister and did not agree with Satine. And Bo-Katan basically joined basically a terrorist organization of Mandalorians called the Death Watch. And But she ends up changing her mind. She ends up helping. Um, her sister ends up dying very sadly because, of course, she was kind of had a thing with Obi-Wan Kenobi that I really liked. But, of course... Darth Maul kills Satine, and that's when Darth Maul gets the Black Saber that is now in the Mandalorian. But eventually, at the end of the Clone Wars series, she and Ahsoka Tano take back Mandalore and defeat Darth Maul. And after that, I not I get a little fuzzy what happens after that, but basically the Empire kind of sort of takes over Mandalore and... Bo-Katan's basically trying to reunite the Mandalorians, and now it seems like she's trying to get the Darksaber back, which the Darksaber is sort of like, I think we've mentioned when we saw it before in season one of Mandalore, that it's sort of the representation of, like, if he who holds this blade shall rule all of Mandalore kind of thing. The power of Thor. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, does everybody um, in the galaxy know that? Like, could Moff Gideon just be like, well, I, I hold the sword. I should be the leader of the Mandalore. No, not really. And I'm not even for sure how it became. Like, that might be more of a John thing. I still, even watching the Clone Wars, I don't get why it's that important other than the Darksaber was made by the a Mandalorian that became a Jedi. And I, I guess maybe it's always been owned by, like, maybe his family mm. is the royalty family or something like that. Um, but... But yeah, that's basically she's like, and I thought she had it for a while too, because I thought in Rebels it was given to her by the Mandalorian's Sabine mm-hmm. gave it yeah. to her in Rebels. But I, I have yet to finish all of Rebels because I was spoiled to what happens to some of the characters and I have yet to be able to finish it. So, so sorry about that. Well, you, you Steven Universe to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say at one point that Darth Maul had the Darksaber? Yeah. Yeah, Darth, yeah, Darth Maul somehow. I can't even remember how he got the dark saber, but so does he that eventually? He was, he was does, in a box. Yeah. <laughs> does that oh, mean that at true. some point? <laughs> I, and I don't know about in the extended universe, but does that mean at some point Darth Maul might be showing up in the, the Mandalorian? Well, Darth no. Maul is dead. He is dead. <laughs> he is dead for sure. <laughs> like, before. but really dead? Because he, he looked pretty dead <laughs> at the end dead, of episode one. He didn't get chopped in half and fall down a shoe. He and Obi-Wan fought on Tatooine. Darth Maul goes kind of crazy trying to find Obi-Wan because they are forever enemies. And Obi-Wan officially kills him for the second time on Tatooine in the Rebel show. However. Three of it. However, and to jump yes. into the second episode, the siege, uh, mm-hmm. we come to find out. I, I I don't know. At the end of the episode, is that a bunch of clones of Vader? I believe the implication is that those are Snokes. Yeah, those I'm are go Snokes. With that it's Snokes, because this is the time period that they're um, making the Snokes. They're trying to rebuild. They're turning the Emperor into the First Order. So they're building the Snoke to be able to take over the first order thing. Okay, I so assume. I mean, they, yeah, because it's yeah five years after Return of the Jedi that this happens. So, so. is is there a possibility that there is a uh, 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 Mar- Darth Maul clones out there too? That is no, a possibility, but I don't think so. Because Darth Maul had a huge falling out with the Emperor and everybody. Darth oh. Maul went and did his own thing. Darth Maul, I mean, for <laughs> movie people, the last thing he did was the Han Solo movie, and he was in charge of the Crimson Dawn. Darth Maul basically he tries to kill Palpatine, I think, at one point. And classic Darth Maul. But wait, yeah, classic Darth Maul. Where, but where does where does Solo take place in the timeline? Is that before Episode One or after Solo- Episode One? Solo takes place four. before episode four. Yeah, but what what about for episode one? No, it what do you mean between one? episode one three is well before four? Yeah, no. Han Solo takes place before Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I but after Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, after Anakin. It takes place in the time between. So Darth Maul escapes. His prison with a so because because of Order sixty six, Darth Maul manages to escape and he somehow becomes the leader of the Crimson Dawn. Okay, because how he took over Mandalore was he basically became the ultimate gangster, and he took over Mandalore, 
became the Crimson Dawn guy in the Han Solo movie. And then in Rebels, he's a crazy-ass old man who's trying to find Obi-Wan and trying to turn Ezra to the dark side. Like, and then he dies. I don't get Darth Maul obsession, other than he had a really cool lightsaber. But, like... Because he's Ray Park, and Ray Park knew how to use the lightsaber the best. Like, but before we, He does have a great voice, too. But. Before we go to the second episode... Uh-huh. So... It's good to hear that you guys have some sort of background with Bo-Katan, because the only thing that struck me in that episode was she started with, well, somebody is going to need that stuff to take over being ruler of Mandalore. And then, like, at the end, she's like, oh, no, I'm going to be. And I'm like, oh, wait, who who died and appointed you queen? Cause- her father. <laughs> <laughs> her sister, yeah. The thing was that the episode was titled The Heiress because she is... The yeah. heiress to Mandalore, like she is the royal family to. But Mandalore, like none of that so. gets explained oh, in no. any of this. Like yeah, so, unless you watched all that other stuff, you have no idea. Yeah, what yeah. I what I love I am one hundred percent okay with them not explaining. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, the information it. is out there. Yeah, but no. see, but you shouldn't have wanna... to go and learn other stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like that by far my favorite part of that episode, though, was when Bo-Katan was kind of sort of like, oh, you're one of those yes. Mandalorians. That's... Like, you're the Amish, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't even know. And it's like, he's like, what? Like, you could take off your helmets and be a Mandalorian? He didn't realize he was Orthodox Mandalorian. I know. Yeah. And just the fact that you go and tell, like, Bo-Katan, who is, like, of the royal line of leaders of Mandalore who has lived and grown up on the planet Mandalore. Like you're not a Mandalorian. You took off your planet. And she's like, um, excuse me. <laughs> like, what? You know, real quick, I did want to interject in that scene where they all remove their helmets and uh, Mando is holding baby Yoda. Baby Yoda looks up at him. Like, are you seeing this shit? Grogu. <laughs> you can take it off. And he's like, bro. <laughs> I was like, you can do that. <laughs> Yeah, so Super Saiyan Brogu, <laughs> he looks up and he's like, he's like, dude, what's happening in here? And then Sasha Banks has like a tentacle coming out her face. Shout out Sasha Banks in this episode. The best. I really want more from her. She has come out and said that she's not in, in any more episodes. See, I I didn't mm-hmm. think that I'm sad he, about it. I didn't think that look was. Are you seeing what's happening here? It was more of like. Are we gonna have to do this again? <laughs> this didn't go so well last time. Uh, I that's uh, I'm glad that you brought that part up, Jess, because that was my favorite part too. Just like slapping him down, being like, "Dude, you're you don't even know. You literally have only seen one sect of this whole race, religion, whatever you want to call it." And like for you know, just to finally put that to ease, I assume a whole bunch of fans are just kind of going back and forth about it until this point. I feel bad for Ryan Johnson again. He's <laughs> basically Dave, Dave, Dave Filoni got to come in, change a bunch of stuff, and everyone's like, oh no, yeah, but, but like Dave Filoni basically at every point has introduced something new while also giving something old at the same time where people are like, yeah, so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also like, no, Thank like here, here's you. this other thing at the same time. Like, like you said, like he basically did the whole like spoonful of sugar with the medicine uh-huh. where he's like, okay, his, his name is fucking Grogu, but like also Ahsoka, Ahsoka. <laughs> like, right Pay attention was to like, this. fuck, if I had known that, so you I would have put this. a guy in there that people knew. I would have just thrown in Ahsoka Tano. She makes <laughs> but this is so interesting because at the beginning of the Clone Wars show, people hated her. 
they thought she was just a young mm-hmm. brat. And then by the end, she, you're just so invested in her. You're just like, she is the best Jedi ever. I mean, she's my personal favorite fighting style for sure. But So you wanna, you're you saying they pulled the same trick back then where they gave you Obi-Wan <laughs> and Anakin and then yeah. gave you the mm-hmm. new stuff. Yeah, they that's, gave you Obi-Wan, I think Anakin. They gave you an Obi-Wan love interest. And you're just like, yes. Like, I just I, I wanted I, I all these things forever. <laughs> that's everything for Star Wars now. I think you always have to do something new with having something old. And it, it isn't beloved until it's old. And people get to be precious with it. But see, that's with Star a, Wars things. I, this is the thing yeah, that I, I find so weird is that from all the people... A lot of the people that I, I keep hearing about, you know, how Star Wars is and what is that they wanted to go away from the main Star Wars story, but mm-hmm. yet we're only happy when we get stuff like that's already been introduced. You know, if you don't, ha- if you just get new stuff, people get upset. I mean, I, I can't, I can't be mad about it. I, used to, I, I talked a lot of shit before and everything, but at the same time. If there's a new update to a piece of software that I use or something, I'm like, why is everything different? <laughs> but if they slowly yeah. give me one little piece at a time, I get I become acclimated. I can't be mad. Star Wars fans, I yeah. absolve you. <laughs> <laughs> so Steven just updated some piece of software recently on his computer, and he's having a hard time. That's what I'm gathering from this statement. I had to start using new software, and I'm very mad about it. <laughs> Yeah, it was like restore point, restore point. Be a hundred percent. Oh yeah. So what else in this episode was uh, big for everybody else? Like the is is the idea that we're going to be getting more uh, Bo-Katan and maybe her own spinoff show, or do you think it's going to be she's just going to show up again at the end of this season because we're going up against Moff Gideon, who does have the dark saber? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I think. I really don't. As much as I like Star Wars, I don't want a spinoff series for every single character in it that I like. They're gonna give like, you a I'm spinoff fi- series. I'm for perfectly me. fine with the Mandalorian being like a jumping between characters kind of thing occasionally. Like I'm fine with it growing into that. Like, and over here, Bo-Katan's doing this, and this is how they all kind of work together. But. I don't. I don't need spinoff series. I don't. I don't need five million series to wait for. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna give you five million series to wait for. I, we'll see. I, I think know. that's the because you'll wait for them. <laughs> you know? But I think that's the thing is that they'll just keep spinning off different series with you know different characters for the people that want to watch Bo-Katan and the people who want to watch Ahsoka. You don't have to watch all of the stuff. No, I'm going to have to watch all oh, this stuff well, because okay. there's going to be some little beat of something in this one that's going to relate to this one. And then I wouldn't be opposed to they having like an Arrowverse version in Star Wars. Yeah, you just have all these different shows that sometimes come together in crossovers, but mostly they're their own thing. That would be fine with me. I mean, that's that's how as a comic book reader for the longest time, that's how it's worked for me is I don't read Flash comics, but when I read the Justice League, I know the story of Flash, like kind of thing. I think it's fair. So, Fine. I, I'm just <laughs> so, I, for this one. I don't, I don't know, but you, John, like I, I think that in that stuff, like the idea of it being more like all the characters in one kind of thing. I think we kind of got I, like this might be jumping ahead for this one, but we got an example of that in the next episode, directed by Carl Weathers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think was just like 
that was the part where I was like, okay, I like this season of this show. Really? Yeah. That was the turning point. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Far away. Going uh, back what? to see old friends and doing a quick quest with them, but that quest isn't just like a little side quest. It actually does relate to the main quest. Yeah, but so does not every does, is. Am I the only one that's getting tired of the, ah, uh, I will help you, but first you need to do this for me formula for every episode? I don't think I'm getting tired of that it. That was why. But I think that's because I feel like it's expected of the character type. Like, he's a bounty hunter. Like, that's how bounty hunters make their living is going around and be like, hey, I got something I need you to do. I can't pay you for it, but I can give you that. Like, I feel like that is the character. Like, that's how his story is told is through all of his tasks. So I think uh, it doesn't bug me as much as it bugs other because, like, how else is a bounty hunter supposed to live his life? Yeah, I mean, plus when you're out in the outer rim, I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many different currencies. It's hard to keep up. Sometimes you just got to barter, like, a real quick deal here and there. Yeah. I think that the the reason that I liked that episode, um, the name of which I always forget, so I'll just keep mentioning Carl Weathers every time. Um, like the the reason I liked that episode so much was that that episode wasn't like from there forward it hasn't been that. Don't get me wrong; it's been a little bit since I went back and watched these episodes now. Um, but that was where it was kind of like the end of that kind of thing happening. Like he checked in somewhere, he got his stuff fixed, and it had didn't happen in the next one after that. Yeah, that's true. The next. Well, one. no, it did. Kind yeah, of, it kind of does. It does. It, it, it started to, and then he was like, "Uh, uh, uh." <laughs> okay, I, well, still got the best I, I do have to talk about the fact that uh, on the planet Navarro ha- apparently has the best mechanics and the fastest yeah. mechanics ever, <laughs> because he's gone for about half a day, and that whole the razor the razor crest is completely fixed and waxed. <laughs> and ready to go like that was a they pretty got rid of all of that netting yeah they got rid of i mean that that was a yeah. lot of fast work That's pretty impressive yeah. <laughs> and they still like had time to sneak the homing device on it what was that Wait, steven I, I i didn't hear what elizabeth said she said they had time to sneak a homing device in there or a tracking device and that i mean they're just that good yeah <laughs> But what did when, you when say? You get good at criming, you crime it up. <laughs> uh, for the, the thing that I was going to say is like, can we talk about the light racism from the the episode before that one? He yeah. he clearly has uh, some some like vinegar for the Mon Calamari. <laughs> <laughs> like he didn't say it like, damn that asshole with that nice sweater. He did me wrong. Like he, no, he was like fucking Mon Calamari and like wow. <laughs> Wow. You know what, though? The Mon Calamari dock worker looked like he was used to it. And I was like, whatever. Just hang here. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he really did have a nice sweater, though. That I, was, mean, that was very I mean, that's the only one, then, because like, he's the one that's usually like, hey, the Tuscans are, you know, a tribe people. You need to try and understand them better. He's he's the one that's usually trying to learn other languages and stuff like that. Just apparently Mon Calamari is just his one. He's like, nah, fuck those guys. You know why? Androids. Androids. <laughs> it's because they're pushovers. That's why. See, he respects the Tuscan Raiders because they're tough and the Jawas are at least <laughs> tenacious. But Mon Calamari, they're just squid people, you know? I was like, screw those guys. <laughs> I just think he doesn't like no. the water. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't even blame him. He was very kind of water problem that landing too. That wasn't a landing. That, that was, was so great. Like now, I have to say, I absolutely love the fact that we saw an ATAT walker repurposed as a crane. Like how that awesome! That was really cool. Yeah. That that's just like that's the kind of thing I like because that's a real world analog of like having a tank as opposed to having like a cat, you know, like backhoe or something. Same same idea track vehicle but once for a war once for building or whatever and i was like it's yeah. also- maybe, maybe that's what this one was john yeah. maybe that's what this was it wasn't just it was it wasn't like an atat it was like a catat all right steven has to show himself out now uh, so i'm gonna get any better than that folks <laughs> Uh, let's let's go ahead and get into the siege. Um, we we do go back to Navarre. We get to see Cara Dune. We get to see Carl Weathers' character, which I don't know his name. Uh, did did we already? Yeah, he's got a cool name. What was his name? Grief Carga. Grief Carga. Do did we already know that Cara Dune was going to be the was the new marshal? I don't remember that from the first season. They kind of basically said uh, at the end that uh, Carl Weathers had like some work for her if she wanted to. And she was like, all right, and kind of left it like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, to me, that would have. That was to say, to me, that would assume that she would have been a bounty hunter, yeah. but apparently <laughs> he had the new work for her was being a marshal. And yeah. it works out. I like it. She's <laughs> she's great. And and we, we got to see my, one of my new favorite characters, Captain. Uh, fuck. Carson, Captain, Captain, <laughs> Captain, <laughs> Captain, 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 Captain Appa. Captain Appa. Yes, Captain Appa. <laughs> I love that. Um, but uh, the, I guess the kind of the bigger reveal in this one was well, we got the reveal of the the um what they were the doing clones. With yeah the cloning baby yoda, uh, baby yoda. Yeah. his blood is grogu. being grogu's his his blood is being used to 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 replenish palpatine or the palpatine clones um but there was, oh. a, there was one other thing in in that one well mitch in, in that one with the clone thing they they are very brave yet again in this one this is another bit of that whole like like sugar with the medicine kind of thing because they just straight up brought back midichlorians. Yep, <laughs> they oh, yeah. did. But they called they it M count instead. So if you if yeah. they hit it well enough, people wouldn't cooler. Im- immediately be like, "Oh, he said midichlorians. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck the show." <laughs> I feel like it's like M count, and then anybody that notices is like, "Come on, it's canon. Just deal with it. Yeah. Just accept it." George Lucas did it. It wasn't us. It was George. Yeah. <laughs> Blame George. <laughs> Blame George. <laughs> They're just working with what they got, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I really liked that one side character that like ended up having to go along, although he didn't want to. Clearly, oh, and Horatio just- Sands. He does the complaint. Like, doesn't he make a joke about how there's like no handrails or something? Or yes. just why do they build yeah. stuff? Because that's one of the running jokes is like, man, OSHA really sucks in the Star Wars universe because there's no handrails anywhere. Like, it's <laughs> to be prevented. Well, <laughs> making just had a handrail. Making fun of the Empire for like, what was it? Uh, putting a non, uh, non heat absorbent control panel on a lava planet like kind of thing like so the the door wouldn't open like of course they just put put that here they're not smart enough to think about it yeah pretty much 
No, it's terrible. Like, what a bad plan. (laughs) (laughs) The Emperor can't plan worth anything. Yeah, and the lack of double redundancy on Major. (laughs) True. Yeah. We actually, we did get, like, one of the best examples of Empire logic. Uh, in action with um in, in that first episode and he's like yeah we locked him in the in the cargo control room the cargo control room that's to katie sackoff like with the communicator like so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> plus plus that was titus titus wellover like I, he's, he's a great actor it's i mean it's not surprising at this point anymore when you just see certain people make cameos in this show. It's just like, wow. Like everybody just wants to be part of this show. And it's, it's, that's exactly what it is at this point. But something but else happens. I like the email, all- Dave Filoni, that I can just be like, hey, I have also always wanted to be in Star Wars. Like- you know what though, though? Everybody's killing it. Like even from those smaller roles, it, it just goes to show though, like that this show is being guided by deft hands that know that what they're doing. Love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's more like it's people that love it and love the lore of it, which I think kind of the lore of it really comes in episode. What episode? The Ahsoka Tano, the Jedi episode. I feel that one is by far my favorite episode and how it was filmed. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> it really pulled from, well, yeah, but it also really pulled from what inspired George Lucas to write Star Wars, which was the spaghetti Western and then the Japanese samurai films. Mm -hmm. And it like perfectly matched them so beautifully that I was just, I was watching, I was like, this is just like a samurai film. And then you have the, the shoot off, like a spaghetti Western, like right outside of it. And you're like, this is, this is everything. Like, I just, I really loved how that one was filmed. I I know what the big reveal of the siege was that, or not the big reveal, but a a reveal was that, Cara Dune was from Alderaan, and she all of her people died and <clears throat> stuff like I, that. I feel like it was sad in yeah. season one. I thought she yeah. just said that she was she a drop said that so, in season drop, one, drop but trooper. it was just kind of like, meh, oh, kind of okay. brushed off. And I think I people were like, that it yeah, yeah, it was pretty sure it was so, revealed in like her first episode. Yeah. Hmm. Didn't when, when, that. when she said that, like, are they expecting people who didn't watch any Star Wars stuff for this to be like their first experience with it? Because like. Like Captain Oppo was like, like, so did you lose anyone? Like, yeah, dude, the planet's gone. <laughs> I lost everyone. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you, what do you mean that I lose anybody? No, we yeah. got out just before the planet exploded yeah. suddenly. Strangely I enough, mean, my father put me out... in a ship, and <laughs> right before, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you did find out in um, the game that the Star Wars game that just came out. That oh my gosh, the the fighter game. The game I played, you know, the the new game, Squadrons, Squadrons, there we go, yes, when Star Wars Squadrons, like, the first task is you, you're on the Empire side trying to destroy the last transports, like, managed to get out of Alderaan. So not only was it the planet blew up, but the Empire did try to kill everybody, and the Rebel Alliance comes and saves them, too. So, I mean, Mm. some people did survive, obviously, because we got her surviving, but... But now you know, oh, people did manage to get off the planet or were lucky enough to get on the transport right on time as soon as that Death Star appeared in their sky. So, And speaking of last-minute saves, uh, when Horatio Sands 
whatever his character's name is, it, they're in that ship and he's like, we're almost there. It's like, well, what's going to happen when you get to like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what's going to stop these TIE fighters? Like he didn't know that Din Djarin, Din Djarin is going the to, like, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Razor Crest was going to come and take him out. But like yeah. when he says that line, I was like, what is going to happen? Like, it, do they have booby traps for <laughs> TIE fighters? I don't understand. Nah, he just knows we'll be fine. We'll be fine. The force is with us. <laughs> as soon as we get and there. And also that that one take of um, the Mandalorian taking out those Tie Fighters was really well filmed as well. It used the use of sound was really good. It cut the music, and then you could just hear the ships as it's doing that fall. Ugh, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was just beautiful. <laughs> Uh, th- there's a lot to, to love in these three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are we in conversation about the third episode? Now? I think we're about to start that right now. Okay. So, yeah. Like, um, no, none of these episodes missed mm-hmm. at all. Like the weakest of them was the one with Bo-Katan and that episode was already like, <laughs> like head, heads and shoulders above the previous episodes for oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> even, even though they, they had things that are heavily reliant well, even though they, they mentioned a lot of stuff from the older episodes, it's not reliant on you already liking those things to enjoy these episodes. And I like what a way, what a fantastic job they've done here. Like that, Dave Filoni loves cowboy hats too much. <laughs> like, for a person who has such weird quirks, like he's really good at what he does. Usually, a person who loves cowboy hats that much is like. You only see them like yelling at a person who they're trying to sell something to in a second hand store. He's car salesman too. Yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen Arcus on YouTube, the speed gamer? No. Mm-mm. He wears a cowboy hat and he can play like old school video games like it's the Matrix. Like he can see the code and reacts before things even happen. Like it's amazing. And he has a he's He's the guy that kind of sounds like uh, like Tiger King. Oh, that poor man. Yeah. But, oh, that's a shame. But he's, but, <laughs> I mean, you'll look at him and you'll be like, who's this goofball? But then you see him play Ninja Gaiden, like, just beat it in like 10 minutes flat, like no deaths. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> what just happened? That's terrifying. <laughs> nope. That's too much. <laughs> so I'm sure that this is already canon from... Clone Wars or Rebels or whatever, but white lightsaber? Yes. <laughs> I love how the answer is just one word. Like, I mean, no explanation is needed. Just it, 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 no. I mean, I've always seen what what is it that I, I what is it that I have seen to this point? It's red, green, it, it, and blue, red, and then one purple green, one. Blue, purple, yellow. Now you also have a yellow with Ray. No, oh, that's true. She does have a, a yellow one. So yeah. Is there any significance to a white lightsaber? Yes. John? Yeah. So it's explained better in one of the books for Ahsoka Tano. Uh, but essentially, she uh, <clears throat> she took some crystals, lightsaber crystals, from a Sith Inquisitor. And those crystals are usually red because they're corrupted. Uh, in the new canon, they explain that, uh, you know, the... The Sith basically corrupt their power crystals so they become more aberrant and therefore more volatile. Um, but she kind of did the opposite and essentially healed 
two uh, Sith crystals. And in, the, in that effect, she, she purified them and adapted them to her own lightsabers. And that's why she has these unique white ones. Mm-hmm. Are they are they shorter than normal lightsabers? One she, of them is short. The left one is short, which is yeah. based off of a traditional Japanese bushido style. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Musashi style. Yeah. <clears throat> which is also that that opening scene where she's using using the two, and you only see her like reveal her location when she like extends the lightsaber. So cool. cool. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah. she always does. And I was so, I was kind of worried her joining live action and like, I was worried they would kind of not dumb her down, but just kind of, I guess, dumb down her fighting style a little bit. Cause she always was really, she was really good at duels and she was really good at like using the force while she was fighting. And they really showed how she does it. And she, she's just so smart of a fighter and a strategist. And it just, it shows here. I mean, she, she basically grew up and learned all of her force powers and how to be a Jedi in a war and that she had to lead troops in. And you, you really see how she strategizes and, and how she fights. And I was so glad that they really nailed it. Cause I was worried switching from animation to live action. You just can't do certain things, but they, they still did a good job. So I'm really happy. So she never reached the title of master either, right? No, she actually, she actually, they didn't say it. In this episode, which I was surprised, but she's actually does not consider herself a Jedi. She left the Jedi Order because they kind of sort of betray her in a way when they accuse her. She's been kind of accused of doing something that she didn't do. She never would do. And the council, the Jedi Council kind of goes along with it, lets her get arrested. And she kind of sort of loses faith and opts to leave the Jedi Council. So she never becomes master, nor does she consider herself a Jedi, but I think she actually is probably a true example of what a Jedi should be. You but. mean I get to learn all the cool things and then not have to follow your stupid rules? <laughs> Darn. I guess I'll yeah, walk away. She, she <laughs> did, though. I mean, she did, though. They took away her lightsaber, and... Yeah, but she has the, the last, knowledge of how to make a new one. Season, yeah, in the last season of The Clone Wars, actually, um, Anakin gives her back her lightsabers. So when she decides to do, which is actually when she decides to help save the planet Mandalorian. So Ahsoka and Bo-Katan, that's how their tie is, is that she and Bo-Katan helped save Mandalore from Darth Maul. And when she makes a comment about a great Jedi or something like that, she's talking about Anakin, right? And how it it corrupted him. She is, and she also didn't even know that that happened until well after order 66 she didn't find out that it was anakin skywalker who was darth vader until she actually ran into darth vader in the rebels show that's when she found out the truth and she learned that her master and all of the problems that i think she knew he had had done such a terrible thing so it's probably still very fresh to her so well, she basically yeah. thought that he was dead because, like, she couldn't feel him anymore. And then yeah. she realized that it, the Vader was Anakin. That was, like, even more of a shock. She realized, yeah. like, oh, like, he's gone. Like, this is someone else now. Mm-hmm. So Obi-Wan was kind of telling the truth when he told Luke that your father died <laughs> in the Clone yeah. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even Anakin himself considered 
well, even Darth Vader himself considered Anakin dead as well. Darth, I, when he had his fight with Ahsoka in the Rebel show, I think he says that Anakin Skywalker doesn't exist, or he says something along the lines of that. That yeah, but he ends up coming back and and saving his son and killing the yeah. the Emperor. So yeah, he does. Speaking of Order sixty six, we get to, we learn that that Grogu was there. He was mm-hmm. a part of the younglings that were being taught, but apparently was hidden or shuffled away or something. Yep, shuffled away somehow. <clears throat> somehow. Who knows how? Maybe it'll just always. <laughs> somebody, I will say, like, somebody had to survive. And there are Jedi that, that did survive and other Jedi that surprised survive and that's where you get some no. of the video games from and some of the side stories but do you remember in amazing spider-man when spider-man's having that fight with the lizard in the library and stan lee's like as the librarian he's just kind of like doesn't even know what's going on behind him yep yeah well somebody made something like that but it's baby yoda eating like something and then like anakin's like killing all the younglings in the background <laughs> and i was like that's that's how i see it happening <sighs> It just missed it by that much. <laughs> My only question for that one is like, with how rare whatever Yoda's species is, like, he knew anything about who the younglings were. Like, he's been through there a few times. He'd be like, where's that little green guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, crap. I'm like, I got everyone else. Like, it, like... Yeah. You you remember like oh no like did I kill did I kill the green one? <laughs> well maybe maybe Anakin maybe Anakin <laughs> succumbed to the same thing that uh, that the rest of the world has succumbed to with Grogu Baby Yoda. He just thought he was too cute and just <laughs> he's like noises. yeah he's like well I can't kill it. <laughs> so there's that classic yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. There, there's definitely interesting things in there with Baby Yoda slash Grogu slash Yodelini's life, you know? Like, <laughs> there's a lot there. Like, how... I'm eternally confused about where he actually is in life. Because he right now, he's, he's, a, he's very much a baby, you know? Mm-hmm. But he's I seen a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> That's true, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he should just already have the power of speech at this point. Like, come on. I mean, if he was there when Anakin killed, or when, when they did all the, the orders, I mean, that's a lot of time. That's he's He's been around a lot. Like, that's, that's what it was. He, he, I mean, he swore like a, a vow of silence uh, if he made it through that, you know? Like, he, he yeah. made a deal with the wills. Uh, and we, so now they kept him safe, and now he'll never speak again. Yeah, you you could argue trauma. Trauma can keep children from ever learning how to talk, so. See, I got a little bit of a vibe of, like, Knights of the Old Republic, where they're like, oh, yeah, the Jedi that rescued him, like, for his own safety, basically pulled, like, Professor X, Jean Grey, and, like, wiped his memory, put a little block on it, and was like, okay, hopefully you'll be safe now. If you don't remember, you can do these things, have these powers. Mm. But, uh, I mean, it's coming back. Interested to see if that is the angle they choose for that. Well, I mean, they kind of hinted they, at they, it. They did mention the idea. Now, yeah. I have a fan theory, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if this would be considered spoilers because it's not really based on anything except my own conjecture. Um, 
And so I don't know if I should say it. Should I give this yeah, radical? If, if it's not something that you've seen, Just then it's not a spoiler. Just because you, you, you think it doesn't mean it is. Okay. I just don't want to put it out in the ether and then have it ruin it by making it like willing it into reality. Um, I don't know how that would work if it's already been filmed. I just uh uh-huh, okay. A great unintentional pun right now <laughs> for someone. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this theory that we're gonna get this reveal that Mace Windu survived the fall from the, the uh oh, not the window. that one. Yes. No, 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 but it gets better. It gets better. Okay. So we're going to get this reveal because there's some other stuff that's kind of going on in the background that I also kind of don't want to touch on too much. Uh, but <clears throat> um, it, uh, Bucky Barnes. Anyway, um, <laughs> so there's this idea that Mace Windu survived the fall, went back to the Jedi Temple, was only able to save Yodelini, uh-huh. uh, you know, walking around with like one missing arm and whatever. Um, so we're, uh-huh. it's going to be established. Oh, wait, Mace Windu survived. So. Uh-huh. When Yoda was chan- or when Grogu was channeling on that, uh, well, this is kind of a different thing altogether. Uh, later, uh, we're gonna have a reveal. I believe my opinion is that we're gonna be said, okay, okay, little Grogu was calling out for a Force user to come to his aid, and we're thinking, oh, well, if Mace Windu survived back then, it's gonna come back. You know, he's gonna be here, and we're gonna see a reveal where there's like a purple lightsaber cuts a hole in the wall. And you're like, holy shit, it's Mace Windu. Happy but then the, the wall falls down and it's Mara Jade. Oh. I oh, mean, God. Are that, you kidding me? Wouldn't that be like really the, the, far I, after her time no, in the books? No, no this, this, this would exactly be her time. Her time. Yeah. It's just that oh. she's not canon right now. She's, she's, she's I was the wife of the, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I was thinking set. she was the wife of Obi-Wan. Never mind. No, that would have been Satine or Sabine, whatever. I like um, this idea, John. I'm here for it, and I want like Grogu to like hold his hand up and just like I'm holding up for here until the moment. <laughs> like, I, I want that so bad. I mean, this wouldn't be too just far like, off for John Favreau, the in the man who made Iron Man, and at the after the credits of Iron Man, you know, have Sam Jackson walk in as Nick Fury, have him walk in Ooh, as Mace Windu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, that's true. Uh, yeah, I didn't even make that connection. You're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, so, fun thing about the episode two is that there's actually, I mean, there's another person that loves Star Wars that was in the movie, but the guy that was like kind of sort of helped the Mandalorian take over the town, um, the guy with the kids in the beginning, uh-huh. he actually is a Disney Imagineer. Oh. So he gets to yes. be the new mayor of the town, so to speak. Yeah, but the new mayor of the town and that the actor of it, I don't think he's acted in any other stuff before, but he he works for Disney as an Imagineer. And I forgot to look up what he actually did, if he worked on Galaxy's Edge or anything. But I just thought that was cool that it's not even just celebrities that love Star Wars, but it's like, hey, like I- they're walking at a convention one day. Like, <laughs> I like Star Wars. <laughs> That's your hope, though, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, go, now the John, the bad <laughs> the enemy the protagonist in this episode is she from anything else in the Star Wars expanded universe or is it just a way to get us to Thrawn which is a character in Rebels? Oh. 
Yes, he is a character. Uh, and but, 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 and the expanded lot. universe too. Okay, yeah. and the expanded mm-hmm. universe, which obviously was another name and they that was thrown out there and everybody loves and wants to see in live action. Mm-hmm. So, was is she a character or was it just the Thrawn thing? I didn't know her. She's a character. She's a brand new character, as far as I can tell. But there's a theory that she's a night sister. I don't know who a knight oh, is. Oh, yeah. So night sisters are like these little kind of sort of cis that like show Sith up. Witches? Yeah, they're like Sith witches. Oh, okay. Kinda like I think they're the same race as Darth Maul. So is Thrawn a Force user? No. No. Quite the opposite. He. Expanded universe, he actually has, <laughs> like uh, Stephen was saying earlier, he has like a little ferret that can create little bubbles where the force has no effect. Well, which he did is not really, have that it, in the Rebel show. So it, 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 it's really dumb, but it is a thing from the Expanded Universe. So obviously, it's good they don't bring back all things. I mean, he, he wears a, a white outfit like um, the, the bad guy in uh, uh, Rogue One, right? Doesn't yeah, he wear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Grand does. Admiral Ron, uh, because he's a Grand Admiral, like their uniform is white and with um, a cape. Does he have the cape too? Does Thrawn have a cape? Yeah. Yeah, I Thrawn has so. a cape, right? Like yeah, a little, I think all the art I've seen, he's wearing a cape. Yeah, like a ceremonial yes. cape. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually weirdly more excited that when they mentioned Thrawn, I weirdly hoped that I would eventually also get Harris and Dula, because Thrawn and Harris and Dula really had a lot of strategic battles and rebels and Thrawn really Thrawn's like one of those bad guys that is a bad guy but he can appreciate the people he's fighting like and he always thought Harrison Dula was a wonderful strategist so I was really hoping I would get some some Hera which she is also from rebels and she's just a really cool rebel commander that I just love her in all things I need more women I still need more women they're introducing more women but I need more women (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, to to derail from the the more women in, in Star Wars, which there should be, uh, train. Who would an actor you would like to see play Thrawn if they're going to cast somebody? I've heard Michael Fassbender and Benedict Cumberbatch at this point. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch! Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I, yeah, I would have liked yeah Matt. I would have liked Matt Mickelson, which is funny because Matt Mickelson's brother is the voice actor for Thrawn and Rebels. So why not just have his brother be it? Nice. Huh? Why not just have his brother be the actor? Oh, he doesn't He doesn't quite He's look not. the way that uh, Matt's does. Matt's has like not a, having that blue skin, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Matt's is already in Star Wars. He is Jane Arrow. Uh, yeah. John, had, it, fucking Rogue, yeah. Rogue One's yep. dad. Yeah, you got it. Yep. <laughs> Jen Ur- like Jen Jen Ursa, Ursa's thank dad. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's already been in it yeah. and Star Wars isn't like Marvel where like Captain America can also be the human torch. Like that's not quite like, role swapping <laughs> as much in that realm. But um I mean I think Jason Isaacs would be another good uh option. There you go, Lord Lord Malfoy. Yeah, Lucius Malfoy. Lucius Malfoy. Oh, I like I like him for it. I was gonna say if we're just looking at like face shape, I kind of like the idea of like Army Hammer for it. But like, no, that's better. That would be a younger Thrawn, maybe. But he mm-hmm. would would he be older now? Like, does 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 anybody know if that race ages? A thing of makeup does exist too. This is true. 
Yeah. They're, they're definitely going to have to use it. He's going to be blue. This is like <laughs> we, we were we were stretching things with this this most recent episode. There were definitely some creases in Ahsoka's like tentacle hair parts for a while. They actually they had, uh, they had some issue because her her like hair part it should be according to the ends of rebels they should be longer than that but the guy who made it was like we couldn't do that and then have her do the ahsoka tana fighting style so they're like we knew you would complain either way (laughs) this is what you're gonna get i'm sorry like yeah i mean and you're not gonna please everyone like 100 percent of the time anyway you just gotta make the best thing you can do and it looked good it rocked Mm -hmm. rosario dawson kicked fucking ass she looked amazing she sounded great she even had the mannerisms which i was like oh she did yeah i was like that's impressive she's an actor she's a good actor yeah she's good i mean it was ahsoka tano it was the animated ahsoka tano real life well, uh, I mean, never you, a moment I, where I was like, "That's not Ahsoka." I'm I like, feel oh, like no. I feel like you have to give a lot of credit to whoever the stunt woman was too for for some of that. Absolutely, I'm pretty sure she learned that shit, dude. She did it for real. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, don't get me wrong, Rosario Dawson she's, 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 does she's, a lot of stuff, but I don't know if she's gonna get in there and do that. I can't wait to see. The she's just reusing the skills. What? No, seriously. It's true. I was gonna say she's just reusing the skills that she learned on the set of Clerks Three, but two Clerks Two. <laughs> oh, is that the one? Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> Movies will do yeah. that though. It's true. Yeah, hard. Did it? Maybe she learned some fighting on Alexander. <laughs> uh, sure, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't know. Like for this one, for all these episodes and everything, um, I know we we talked about it like super lightly but was there anything that was just like a standout moment for you guys like not even just plot wise because there was a lot of specific yes. visuals throughout all these episodes so i don't know who else on the the panel here on the watch is a big tombstone fan but michael bean uh coming in to play uh basically Johnny Ringo again. And then he says the line, I'm kind of like you, which is so good because it's his line (laughs) or I'm a lot like you. Just Michael Bean being there was pretty awesome. I love that. One of my friends was like, dude, like they're really just like nailing it as far as like, it's out of left field, but it also feels right. I mean, this is, this is just like in the first episode of the season of the Marshall. Like if you're going to get a person to come play a cowboy, (laughs) You first you get <laughs> Timothy Oliphant and then you get Michael Bean. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, just a quick side note too. The, apparently, the lady that played the uh, the what was her name? The governor of that place or the magistrate? Something magistrate. like yeah, that. Magistrate. Yeah, that's the one. Magistrate. That's the one. Yeah. Apparently, she's Bruce Lee's like goddaughter. Oh, that's interesting. Oh. Yeah, she she was like the daughter of like. Bruce Lee's best friend growing up or something. And so she really was a real martial artist too, apparently. I was like, Oh, but I wouldn't have expected something like that, but that's awesome. You know, so far I feel like every woman they've cast in this show is like a total ass kicker and it's fucking great. Well, I'm I'm still upset that they cast Ming Na and did not, you let her do anything ass kicking wise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how dare you two? Anyways. Anyways. Uh, going on. Going on. 
And did anybody else have any examples that Stephen uh, was asking for? Was there any standout moment other than Ahsoka Tano stuff or or something specific that Ahsoka Tano did? Pretty much the whole episode with Ahsoka Tano, when she'd light up the sabers in the fog, she was like a freaking monster, dude. She was like the Batman of Star Wars. She'd appear, <laughs> kill somebody, disappear, and she's gone. And then that there was a really great scene. I think my favorite of all of those reveals is towards the end when she's in an alley. And she just appears behind these two fools, lights up the sabers right in front of her face just to like frame it perfectly, and just goes to town. It's just, oh, it was so good. I mean, like, I'm sure you guys remember in the group chat, as soon as the episode is over, I posted a gif of somebody smoking, like, this is me after the episode. I was just very, very satisfied. <laughs> oh. I, I appreciate your, your love of that moment, and I was happy when you put that in there and everything. John, you said gif. No. Continue saying gif. You're going to continue to say it. Well, John had to show himself like out. Sorry. It is a gift, though. It's not a joke. That's a gift, by the way. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> like, I, I don't think that there's there, there's been any more like, visually engaging episode for me than the, the last one that we're talking about here today. Like, as a person who just eternally loves, like, samurai films, like, it was amazing. Like as soon as they as soon as they started it, it was wonderful. They even did the thing um, where in um, oh I forget the name of it right now, uh, in um, like uh, Kabuki Theater, the bad guy is on the right and the good guy is on the left. They even mm-hmm. did that in this. Like mm-hmm. amazing. I everything about this. They just that that episode was nuts. It was gorgeous. It was just gorgeous. It was so pretty from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Just so beautifully filmed. Elizabeth, what was your favorite thing of all of these episodes? Summarize in 10 sentences or less. <laughs> 10 sentences is a lot of sentences. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, I, I don't know. I enjoyed... I feel the same way about a lot of this stuff that I feel about Star Wars in general. I enjoy it quite a bit, but very little of it is awe-striking to me. Don't get me wrong, the fighting was beautiful in the in this last episode, but in terms of storyline for Star Wars, it's something I go to because it feels good, but not like... Mm-hmm. I'm not captivated by the storyline, and that's always what I'm looking for in things. So Star Wars, you know, it's just, it's one of those, I guess, because while I've seen all the movies, I haven't delved into the side series. I haven't read the novels. I'm not playing the video games, not playing the video games. I I just haven't (laughs) jumped into the lore. So I enjoyed it all. I probably enjoyed the most, um, the siege episode, Strictly because it was kind of refreshing to see life continuing on and life changing outside of the main storyline. And that's the most captivating thing about Star Wars is that you should be building a universe and kind of seeing the differences in those. But, you know, we always end up back on the same like four planets. So it's kind of hard to to really see the whole universe building. So that was probably the best part for me. But yeah, it's just... I, 
I'm glad everybody else enjoys it so much, and it's a fun watch for me, but it's not something that I necessarily have a lot of thoughts on. I'm, I'm with you on this one. Again, like, Star Wars, not my bag. Like, any anything that I pick up from pop culture stuff is just because it's impossible to not be <laughs> with it. Um, no, like, the, the, show, the show's been good, and it's only gotten better starting from this season. The first season, I was just like, yeah, I guess I'm here. Mm-hmm. I was I was serving my time on the on the the geeks watch. <laughs> Done that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this yeah, it's I, I enjoy watching Star Wars stuff, but to me, it's the the storyline isn't complex enough to really have me thinking, and that's probably mm-hmm. because I haven't delved into the rest of the universe so I don't see the things John and Jessica see. That is fair. I did learn a lot watching the Clone Wars because just so much more is built up. Like I really understood the impact of the Clone Wars when I watched the show, the Clone Wars and I got it like, Oh, that's why it was such a big deal. Cause I never got it through the movies. You also never got exactly how Anakin went way nuts. You see the slow progression through the Clone Wars show. You're like, oh, okay. But I definitely always liked Star Wars. Like, my dad's a traditionalist. Like, he only likes the movies. That's it. I can't get him into The Mandalorian or anything else, and I'm not going to. And he also doesn't like it when I go on this rant about, like, well, this is connected this way and that way. He's like, just watch it. Just watch it. But I I already am a person that loves mythology and lore and Japanese films and just all those other things and it's just like I already knew watching it the original three that like there was so much more to it and so that's why I was like I have to eat up more of this because there's there has so much potential of a universe to just really follow these lores that I already like so much so but yeah you really have to kind of dig to really appreciate it for what it is I guess or just have a good time because there's also yeah. nothing wrong with it. Just, just having a good time and watching awesome lightsaber battles and awesome, you know, dog fights in the sky. Like that's also I also love that about Wars too. It like matches perfectly everything I want. <laughs> <laughs> anything else we want to bring up about the three episodes to wrap up the night? Yes, <laughs> this show I love the continuity. Uh, because when he when Mando gets to that one um, Mon Calamari restaurant, and he pays with like these like three little squishy looking coins, uh, he got those in the first episode of The Mandalorian, after he returned um, Horatio Sanz's character for the bounty. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Hey, best I can do is uh, Mon Calamari, whatever their denominations are called." And he was like, ah, "Fine." Nice. So he actually got to use it. I thought that was kind of neat. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's good. I didn't know this one. For yeah. a chowder that jumps at your face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I like, do want... Go ahead, Stephen. I, I wasn't going to say anything of substantial. Come on now. Okay. I do want to <laughs> say I thought I saw a little cat-like creature. You did. Okay, you did see it too. That was a loath cat, wasn't it, John? I was going to say, it. They, they literally showed it for like 
half of a second, and then I was like, okay. well, that means something in Star oh. Wars. Because <laughs> both cats come and are affiliated with Ezra Bridger. So, uh. and then I think other Jedi too, but I rem- I know them more from the Rebel show and that it, they were like, you know, they were everywhere on his planet of Othal, a loaf cat. And Ezra Bridger also has the Jedi force capability to be able to like kind of communicate with animals. So yeah, that was like a little mini freak out for me too. It was like, was that a loaf cat? Like Ezra Bridger? Like, so, and, well, not only so, that, but yeah. Morai is also in the episode. What? Morai, the owl. I did I missed that. Yeah, that was um, in the scene right before Mandalorian uh, meets Ahsoka, like he's walking uh-huh. through the wood. Uh, you see Morai on one of the branches. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm totally missing where the owl is anywhere else. Where's Morai? Yeah, that was that was basically the only part. But yeah, that was um, okay. <clears throat> that was from the the Rebels arc, where one of the 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 Force daughter basically sacrifices her life to save Ahsoka. This is getting really into like the finer nitty gritty of the series. I don't but, think I've reached that far yeah. yet. <laughs> ah, okay. Which I was gonna. Like, s- in my version of Rebels, sense. Ahsoka is still supposedly dead. So. <laughs> Gotcha. Which, okay. which, yeah, that makes sense. I, uh, which is okay, what I was going to bring up. Break, okay. I was like, did I completely forget something? Okay. From what I understand from everything that I've heard other people talking about Ahsoka, uh, how she ends her storyline in Rebels or however is that she's off looking for Ezra mm-hmm. in the future or something like that, right? Because they do a time jump. Yeah. So yeah. it was, I, I guess, since Jess hasn't finished rebels yet yeah, but john right. has does that time jump take place after this point in the mandalorian or before this point in the mandalorian after because she's still looking for thrawn because Th- uh, thrawn has ezra. Thrawn has ezra well there you go okay uh any, Steven's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're, we're deep in it right now it's like people start talking about the first age of middle earth <laughs> oh, that was that was when Metalcore decided to write his own song of creation, and it corrupted Aura. And <laughs> so, <laughs> and the two guys, the two guys snuck in, and they took one, like one of the Silmarillions from the ground. Do you think that this is the backdoor pilot for a Ahsoka Tano TV show? Very well, could be. No, I, th- I do think she's gonna be in the movies now. Oh, okay. There is rumors that, uh, yeah, they might make another trilogy centered centered around mm-hmm. these types of characters. It makes it. sense. I think yeah. the, the, I the TV the TV shows on Disney Plus are just a, like their avenues to for them to be able to make their the test markets stuff now. Yeah, but I think that I think that. Well, one will we have? Will we be having more movie theaters still? Anyways, <laughs> and two, like, is it That's not? <laughs> is it not a, a better idea just to keep making things for the streaming platform? Like people like I streaming. I personally, I like that as an idea way more. But I, I do think that you still need to have the movie points for people to check in and become reacclimated. Because imagine, like, 
what, where do you tell someone like, yeah, I don't know, you should start reading Captain America comics. You know, you start with an event. That's fair. You know, with, with how many employees uh, and cast members uh, Disney has fired, uh, I think I would like it if we went through like a throwback kind of renaissance period where you just have like a troop of traveling, like, you know, <laughs> Disney performers and they just have little shows that they do like in the middle of a park. And they just go to like another town. And that's how they make their money now because we no longer have Disneyland or theaters. But all these unemployed actors have to do something to make money. And I thought that'd be pretty cool. Go back to like oh, old, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Troubadour action going on. <laughs> love this. I, want, I would love this so much. I mean, they have traveling like Broadway shows. Yeah. Or at least they did back in the old times yeah, before they, the pandemic. They still can't do that because of the acting union. It's too unsafe for them to act together. That's <laughs> no. the issue. I, my, my problem with the book is they just don't have, like, I'm not going to go see Macbeth at this point, okay? Like, <laughs> to get me to, to do Macbeth, they had to make it be a cartoon lion who loses his dad. And like, that's, that's how Hamlet. they have to do this. <laughs> and I'm okay with being that person at this point in my life. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't even get the right he Shakespeare. Did, yeah, it was Hamlet, not Macbeth. That, that was Hamlet. <laughs> I stand by what I said. <laughs> uh, okay, so if you'd like it's to so get information to Stephen about uh, Shakespeare. Shakespeare, or you want to talk to me about why Star Wars is great, or just correct anybody that's give out the wrong information tonight about the Mandalorian find us on Twitter I am at Mitchipedia G-E-M G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media Jessica where can people find you online you can find me on Twitter as J.M. Bailey writes John uh, you can find me on Twitter I am at Magic Bollocks uh, you can also find me pretty soon on Tinder Ashley Madison and um, <laughs> Farmers Only wow uh, <laughs> <laughs> no no J date. <laughs> no funny. Hey, the world's gonna end pretty soon. I'm just saying you gotta cast a white net. I'm even thinking of grinding. Okay, well there you go. Uh Steven, <laughs> are these also places they can find you? No. No, not at all. Okay, yeah. good. Good. Uh, good to know. <laughs> but, uh, honestly, like uh don't you don't need to come find me on social media. Um go look up for Geekly Media on YouTube. We're gonna have some good stuff posted here this week. Uh, come and find it and enjoy it. Elizabeth? You can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media. That's right. And uh, go to our Facebook page, Geek Elite Media, or Facebook.com slash Geek Elite Media, uh, where we do a lot of our conversation. We have a Patreon, Patreon.com slash Geek Elite Media. Lots of bonus material there that you can only get if you're one of our patrons. Go to our website, GeekElitemedia.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast. 